1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On a huge night of Premiership action Rangers are already underway As they take their unbeaten league run to Livingston There's a final Celtic Park appearance As a home player for Scott Brown With St Johnston the visitors there An automatic relegation could be settled tonight With Ross County hosting Hamilton And St Mirren welcoming Kilmarnock I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me in the studio is Andy Halliday And Jim Duffy They call it the business end of the season for a reason Jim That's what we're seeing tonight yeah, I mean, we know the titles, um, obviously, uh, done and dusted, uh, you know, a few weeks ago with Rangers, um, you know, being the successful champions, but at the bottom, still so much to play for, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of tension uh, in these teams tonight with uh, Hamilton, Ross County and Kilmarnock fighting it out for bottom place and in the playoffs, so yeah, plenty of drama at the bottom end of the table the, uh, this evening, Gordon. Andy, as early as last week, you were saying you were looking forward to this week's show because the games are massive, every team in the top flight, so many issues um, as Jim says we know about the top but there's still an unbeaten run for Rangers Hibs going for third Scott Brown's last home game and that's before we even get to the, the main event really which is the relegation battle yeah that's the only dampener for the night for me I was hoping that the Hamilton Ross County was a 6 o'clock kickoff because you can question, stay in here till 10 o'clock if I'm you want a, I can arrange that no it can be arranged uh, listen it's the question will Hamilton do it again it's, uh, they've been in this position in, in more than one occasion over the last few years and I'm sure Ross County will have, have other uh, ideas, but listen, let's not forget about the, the race for third place, Aberdeen Hibs. It's another big game, and uh, there's certainly certainly plenty to play for tonight. Yes, the Premiership playoff as well, just in case you've not had your fill yet. Wraith Rovers against Dundee. Could it be one of them in the top flight next season? It is one of those shows, the kickoffs are all over the place yet again. The SPFL don't mm. ask us what we think of these kickoff times. It's very cheeky of them, but they are all over the place, which means it really is up to you. Just Pick up the phone Let us know what's on your mind If your team is About to play Or maybe they're already underway And you find yourself Shouting at the TV You can shout at us instead And uh, we'll try our best To build up to the games Later on And keep you up to speed On what's happening At the moment So don't be shy Let's hear from you On the phone 01419511025 Or on Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, Livy Rangers is underway Three minutes gone there Livingston nil Rangers nil um, Motherwell's trip to Dundee United Also underway as well Still goalless in that one So a uh, couple of things to try and do quickly We're going to go to Celtic Park And get team news there Celtic fans How are you feeling about a last home appearance For Scott Brown And once we give you the team You can give us your reaction on the phone to that as well Quickly though Livy Lining up Stryek, Devlin, Fitzwater, Guthrie and Longridge at the back A midfield three, Holt, Diani and Pittman And uh, Sibbald and Mullen providing uh, a bit of support for the Jet up front As for Rangers, interesting team decimated a little bit due to injuries McLaughlin in goals tonight A back four of Tavernier, Goldson, Simpson and Joe Aribo in at left back Kamara, Davis and Hadji midfield Kent, Roof and Morelos up top Only six subs on the bench for Rangers Counting the cost of a few injuries um, McGregor, Eaton, Defoe Wright, Stewart and young Leon King As well So a bit early for anything major to have happened there well, Living now, Kimmer Rangers Ruff now Should have um, had an opportunity straight away In the first couple of minutes Gordon, I mean there was a great ball from Conor Golson And his first touch wasn't bad But he slipped So I know that uh, Livingston obviously water the pitch quite heavily uh, At times So it looked as if 
His foot just went away from him But it was a very good chance For a player of, of Kimmer Roof's quality Gets it down Balls over the, the head of the defender And just uh, with foot, As I said His foot went away from him It was a great chance um, If he brings it under control Yeah we'll keep you up to speed On what's happening there Celtic fans It is an interesting night At Celtic Park Because Scott Brown's last home game As Celtic captain And there's some very interesting Pieces of team news As well So please listen to this And then get in touch And let us know 01419511025 Alison Conroy is there Who's going to start For both teams tonight Alison Well good evening From Celtic Park As you say Scott Brown's final home game As Celtic captain And it's a debut For Adam Montgomery Tonight for Celtic And also Vasilis Barkas back in the Celtic goal with Scott being out injured. Now St Mirren fresh from that Scottish Cup semi-final win over St Mirren on Sunday and Callum Davidson makes six changes for this one tonight at Celtic Park. So first of all for Celtic is Vasilius Barkas in goal, a back four of John Joe Kenny, Chris Ayer, Stephen Welsh and Adam Montgomery. Then Scott Brown and David Turnbull with the three of James Forrest, Ryan Christie and Mo Ilianusi with Odson Edward up top. On the bench for Celtic tonight, Hazard, Taylor, Griffiths, Ayeti, Sorrow, Johnson, Ralston, Dembele and Laxalt. For St Johnson, Bobby Slamal takes his place in goal for this one. It's a back five of Callum Booth, Sean Rooney, Jason Kerr, Jamie McCart and James Brown. Then it'll be Craig Bryson and Charlie Gilmore with Glenn Middleton and Craig Conway supporting Chris Kane up top. On the bench for St Johnson tonight, it's Wills, Wotherspoon, Melamed, Ferguson and Robertson. So the news, Vasilis Barkas in goal for Celtic. Adam Montgomery makes his debut and a massive six changes for St Johnson. Well, Celtic fans, what do you make of that? You've been calling this show and telling us that you want to see some young players given a chance between now and the end of the season. Are you getting that tonight in Adam Montgomery? Is that something to look forward to? Would you like to see more? What about your tributes to Scott Brown? It's his last home game in char- uh, as captain, I should say, for Celtic. Um, Vasilius Barkas back in. Is there a future for him? Still quite a few questions there, regardless of what you might think is on paper a, a semi-meaningless Fixture if you like With not a lot to play for at the top But whatever you have on your mind 01419511025 The headline Jim has to really be about Scott Brown You would imagine Yeah I would think so I mean uh, listen uh, You know he's he's such a successful um, Time there as a Celtic player And obviously the captain Over the last whatever Seven or eight years As a captain But uh, you know An an immense uh, contribution to, To Celtic over the last ten years and uh, as I said, he's he's one of the you know a kind of dying breed of those type of players, those type of characters, you know pe- people that demand, that lift your teammates, um, you know that professionalism in and around the training ground, what it means to Celtic, and uh, you know it'll be interesting to see when the new manager comes in, who takes over that kind of mantle because as I said the, although Callum McGregor's touted as a captain, he's a different type of character, and as I said so though he, he'll definitely be missed as I said not just as a player but his influence in and around the club. Andy, uh, Andy, needless to say, you will have had your differences on the pitch with Scott Brown over the years, but is there still that kind of admiration and appreciation for the innings that he's put in at Celtic? Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, I've had the type of sort of ongoing verbal battles with a lot of players, and it's just the type of characters uh, that you are when you're on the pitch. Obviously, it's a rivalry. You want to win the game and, and at all costs, and sometimes that's trying to get an edge over your opponent by a bit of verbal chit-chat as well, shall we say. So, But listen, of course there's admiration. He's he's, uh, he's been a successful captain at Celtic for a number of years. Uh, it's been a disappointing for 
season for Celtic but I'm sure they'll want to give Scott Brown the proper send off with a couple of wins to, to see out the season Right Celtic fans how are you feeling about that team then you're getting a bit of a glimpse perhaps of the future in Adam Montgomery does that excite you would you like to have seen more changes still no place for Lee Griffiths for instance Barkas is back there are always talking points regardless of what's at stake on the pitch uh, and in the league table so give us a shout the other game that's underway still goalless Livy Rangers and that goal has stunned the United Motherwell uh, A lot being said about Alan Campbell this week His long association with Motherwell is going to come to an end His contract is done They've tried to keep him And he's going to move on And he's gone off injured after six minutes <laughs> So if that's the way his yeah. very successful Motherwell career ends That would be a real shame um, But you never know Maybe he'll be patched up He's such a competitive player too it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's unlike him to, to get injured uh, But again I think he's a talented player And I don't think he'll be short of offers Gordon I think that I'm not sure if there's something already lined up But I definitely think that uh, there'll be a number of clubs interested in Alan Campbell Right so 141951 is the number George has dialed George is in Bailison George what jumps out at you as a, a Celtic fan tonight Is it about that last home game for Scott Brown? Absolutely Scott Brown has been an absolute legend um, he's, I think he's lifted just about as many trophies If not just a few less than uh, Billy McNeil um, When he first came to Celtic Park He couldn't find a green and white jersey with his eyes wide open, they couldn't pass to anybody in his own team. But over the past six or seven years, he has been absolutely immense. Yeah, I mean, what is the what is the emotion tonight, George? Is it a case of being a good servant, but you think the time is right, or or, or does nights like tonight leave you leave you worried, leave you wondering if it is the right time to, to part company? I think he's still got something to offer. I think he could have been there next season. Absolutely no problem. Um, and I really feel that the Celtic fans, the whole Celtic family, will be missing out on um, wishing him uh, good luck uh, wherever he does, um, as long as he doesn't come back and score against us like uh, one Henry Glasson did <laughs> when he went to Barcelona. Yeah, uh, and do you know what, Jim? Add this to the long list of things that are a real frustration that there won't be fans there. I mean, we're going back over a year now in Celtic win nine in a row or Dundee United get promoted fans aren't there now we know what teams have achieved this season Rangers being the obvious one in this part of the world fans not in there to see it Scott Brown deserves a full Celtic part tonight yeah absolutely I mean for his contribution to the to the club I think draws a wee bit half saying can he find a player with his eyes wide on but I mean because I think he's a different type of player he was a you know he was a box to box kind of player he wasn't the you know the the kind of holding midfielder right that he ultimately winger became. at one point yeah, as well, yeah wasn't exactly it? but he was he was a different type of player and he's, he's learned and developed and been a, a fabulous signing for Celtic and uh, you know. Knowing Scott, knowing Scott Brown a, a little bit Not as a person But just as a player I think the first time Aberdeen plays Celtic What he'll do is He'll cement somebody Straight away To say I'm an Aberdeen player now that, That's what he's got to do He's got to get, uh, You know Say to himself like that, that time is over at Celtic But I agree 100% with George it's, a, it's, it's sad that he doesn't have An opportunity to, uh, For the fans to, to wish him well In his career And to say farewell to him For, for all the success That he's been mm. part of He's been As I said uh, You know Absolutely instrumental and uh, many, and there's been many games I've, I've seen Celtic where he's literally dragged the team up by the scruff of the neck and, you know, really pushed them and driven them on. And as I said, these players are very, very few and far between, if, 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 if not almost unique these days. I'm not sure if he is the sentimental type, George. Maybe he would tell you that it's it's fine, it's doing a job tonight, and that that's the end of it. But it's it's one of those occasions this season again that. You know, he, from from an outsider's perspective, it would have been nice to to have fans in to to pay their tributes, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely, and I think um, I think all Celtic fans will agree with me when I say I think the lack of fans at the stadium has been uh, to detriment to 
um, Celtic, and that's another reason I was phoning tonight because um, tonight is the last appearance um, for the visually impaired team for the two commentators we have there, um, uh, Ronnie Reagan and Jim Lewis, and they've been doing the commentary for uh, probably the rest part of 50 years, um, and we're all going to miss them. Um, come next season, there'll be a new set of uh, commentators. So I just wanted to um, say that the Jack and Victor in the Bruni show will end tonight at Celtic Park. I'm uh, quite um, upset about that. Yeah, I didn't know that. I don't mind that at all. Thank you for, for uh, flagging that up. That was George in Bailiston. In terms of what's left, I, I, I wonder if this might be the farewell or is this just the home farewell? Might it be that after tonight with Celtic Park and tributes outside, Scott Brown might not play the weekend and someone else does or, or do you think he'll play both? Uh, I mean, who knows? But listen, I think Scott Brown would love to, to have a full house at Parkhead to give him the proper send-off and, and, and him to say thank you for the you know, for the support that he's had over the years. But listen, when Aberdeen go to Parkhead next year and there's going to be fans back into the stadium, I'm sure he'll get a proper yeah. send-off that way. So it would just, uh, just be another, another game for him to look forward to next year. But like I said, he's been a fantastic player for the club and, and I'm sure he's, uh, he's disappointed that he... No, he never had a full house to say thank you to. Dundee United have taken the lead against Motherwell. Lauren Shanklin's shot from outside the area appears to take a massive, unfair deflection <laughs> and wrong foots Liam Kelly. That's what like Callum said. And that, that's why I've said it that way because his wee smug voice when he told me in my ear I thought I had to fire back and the beautiful <laughs> thing is I've got the mic and he doesn't so there we go I'm just abusing that position. Uh, 1419511025 um, Andy Rangers dominating as you would expect. Anything... Major to tell us about? Uh, not really. Since you know, Jim mentioned the the Kamar Roof chance. I mean, Rangers have had plenty of possession. You know, at, at the start, I thought Livingston would actually try to do their their best to get in Rangers' faces and make it difficult for them to play. But since then, it's just sort of settled down a, a little bit. But out with that, Rangers plenty of possession, but not much in, way, uh, in the way of key chances. Right, keep those calls coming in. Maybe your team is underway at the moment. Maybe you're built. Please, if you can bear to pick up the phone through the nerves, Kelly fans, <laughs> Ross County fans, Hamilton Ackies fans, let's hear from you. An hour and a half until kickoff. How are you feeling, Ackies fans? Have you got that air of a team that just always does it, always survives, or are you starting to get a little bit worried? Pick up the phone and let us know. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Kevin's a Celtic fan. Your thoughts on Scott Brown's final home game tonight, Kevin? Uh, I think how you doing? He's all right, aye. Thanks. Uh, I, I think it's it's obviously quite sad that he can't. He's not going to get a send off for the fans. One that he, he, he deserves. I think one thing that's missing in football probably nowadays is uh, is loyalty. I don't think that will ever, whether it's Celtic, Rangers, whoever. I don't think, especially the old firm actually. I don't think will ever there will ever be a player that is at the club. For that length of time ever again I, I can't see it happening again it's, There's just too much Movement in Fibber now And that guy's been really loyal to us He's been excellent And uh, It's sad to see him go He's the second best captain In the history of the club And uh, he deserves He deserves a practice uh, Like I think Andy just said there So It's a shame but You never know Maybe the club can sort something out with Scott And maybe June or July Maybe Sort some sorry event where the yeah. fashion can come along and, and say goodbye to him or something When uh, Restrictions are lifted a wee bit but, Kevin uh, makes Kevin makes a good point, Jim, doesn't he? That f- football's just different now. That mm. you don't even have to make this about personally about Scott Brown, but no. just the landscape of football means that you, you just don't see this anymore. And it would be nice if we saw it a bit more often. Yeah, it's not, it's not a calling, but strange enough, at Celtic there's probably a couple in Callum McGregor and James Forrest who, who yep. have been there a good number of years, and, and and I would imagine somebody like Forrest in particular will probably see his career at Celtic and probably McGregor, but but. 
you know, it's yeah, it's rare and it's getting rarer. Um, you know, obviously just simply because you know clubs change, not just the players, but the managers invariably change so regularly these days. Ownership is changing. That uh, when new people come into the club, they want to, to put their own stamp on it. So invariably, you know, players move on as well. Um, but for Scott Brown to be there and also to be as successful, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's the thing. If you look at the trophies that he's picked up, that Forrest, that McGregor picked up, unbelievable amount of trophies over the years. And uh, you know, successful and all international players as well. So the amount of games they play, so huge contribution to to Celtic success over the last ten years. Um, and obviously, be bitterly disappointed knowing the, the competitor there is that this season is the only season probably that he's finished with nothing. You know, in terms of trophies. But um, I think when he, as Andy mentioned, when the first game Aberdeen play at Celtic and he's playing, he'll probably get a rapturous um, round of applause off uh, a standing ovation off the fans to start with, and then once the game goes in, he'll be on. He'll be in Scott Brown mode and, and he'll be an Aberdeen player um, Kevin We always get calls about Young players And can you see young players Between now and the end of the season I've got a tweet here from uh, Mark Wilson's parody account Right such a thing does exist Don't ask me why right But Celtic's Mark Wilson Not that one Is on Twitter um, And says There's more chance of Mark Wilson getting a start Than Karamoko Dembele At this rate You're going to see Adam Montgomery tonight Does that excite you? Would you have Liked to seen even Even more Or Is, is this the right balance? I can't see the, the excite, uh, excites me because I've never heard of the boy before, so uh, I can't really comment. I think that I'd like to see more youngsters. I'm really interested to find out what's going on with young Dembele. I mean, I don't know what's happened there because he was meant to be the next big thing. He had his debut last year against Hearts, and um, he was he was brilliant in his wee cameo. So I don't know what has happened there. I think that. I know that James Forrest just came through, Callum McGregor, although he went away, I think it was Notts County and then came back. I know young players seem to get a, a, a bit of a run out at Celtic, but for me it just doesn't happen enough. And it's a, it's a shame if boys have got to... You see in England all the time young players getting a chance, but yet in Scotland, if we're supposed to have most competitive league, it's just... If Rangers and Celtic especially, it just doesn't happen enough. It's, it's disappointing. Unless the boys get a bad attitude or maybe it's fitness or... Maybe they think he's too wee. I don't, I don't know, but we need to be the fans. The communication with Celtic between us and the, fans, the Celtic and the fans is terrible anyway. But I think not enough youngsters get a chance. I did have a wee point about Eddie yeah, Howe just quickly. Um, I know that you said me, you suddenly mentioned this yet, but there's been breaking news on Talk Sport Daily Record. Other newspapers are available, as you would say, and uh, other major outlets saying that the Eddie Howe has agreed to become Celtic manager. And it will be announced extremely shortly. The same story, Alex Cook broke it on TalkSport. And they're saying that he is 100% joining Celtic. And it's on diff- all different media outlets. Yeah. I mean, it's always seemed to be a matter of, of when, Jim. I know people mm-hmm. had sort of... The times meant people have got a little mm-hmm. bit worried. There's never been anything to suggest that it's, yeah. it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it was always going to be sort of... When, not if. Imminent-ish. Um, yeah, I mean, it was... I wonder it was, if he's watching tonight. I mean, again, as Kevin said, it was you know it was an announced from one or two people who like to try and get ahead of the pack if they want to say that to to make the the statement. I don't know if it's really a bold statement, but the bottom line is that from Celtic's point of view, and obviously John Kennedy was interviewed um, yesterday, and you know even he said that you know that the you know they need to really get get a decision made, um, you know, and I think uh, you know Andy will tell you you know as as, as a current player. You know that indecision. If you're at a club, and, and no matter how professional you are, you still need a you know a direction, don't you, from yeah. a manager? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, listen, 
we've had this chat for a, for a, for quite a while now but one one thing that's been clear for the start is, is Eddie Howe was Celtic's man that's who they wanted mm-hmm. to be the next manager Celtic fans have been frustrated because it seems as if there's been a bit of indecision there is it going to happen is it going to not and we've seen from past especially with Celtic signings that you know a lot of, a lot of times this has been in the works for a while and it's not uh, mm-hmm. eventually happened but it seems as if from the background that you know, Celtic have been going for their man, but he's just trying to make sure that everything's in place with his, with his backroom staff and whatnot. So if uh, if the reports are true that he's the next Celtic manager, then Celtic have got their man. Uh, thank you, Kevin. Penalty Dundee United. Lauren Shanklin's already scored one and he sends the penalty wide. He has missed. Um, so still 1-0 to Dundee United in that one. Still Livy nil, Rangers nil. Eight minutes away from kickoff at Celtic Park. And of course, the big ones later on, Aberdeen Hibs, Kelly St Mirren and Ross County Hamilton, Aki's fans, how are you feeling? Come on, pick up the phone and let us know. We'll speak to you next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Jim Duffy are here. What a night of Premiership action. It is every single team in the top flight involved with big storylines all across the league. I know the title's won, but Rangers are going for that unbeaten league season. Celtic. Locked in for second place But it's Scott Brown's final home game uh, For the club Having been there for so long Aberdeen and Hibs That battle for third could be decided tonight Kelly St Mirren, Ross County, Hamilton Relegation places um, Maybe Dundee United mother was a bit of a dead robber Just don't tell that to me uh, Or producer Callum There has been a goal in it already Dundee United a goal up They've missed a penalty also And that's the only one so far Livy nil, Rangers nil Jim, what did we miss? A booking for Jack Simpson? Yeah, he got too close to J. Emmanuel Thomas And uh, you know he, 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 he get rolled And then the big guy was getting away from him He pulled the jersey If he'd give him a little light talk And let it go The referee might have might have um, let him away But he kind of held on to it a bit So the referee had no option But to give him a yellow card So he's still got a bit to learn You know, in terms of You know, dealing with uh, Scottish football And the tempo and the pace But, uh, you know, at this moment in time It's a perfect time to learn that And hopefully it'll be Better for it And you can add More of a contribution Next year But he will have A lot of competition Next year with Halander and obviously Katic back available again uh, Let's go back to Celtic Park And get a final Flavour of the build up With Alison Conroy Yeah the teams have Come out onto the pitch Obviously all the Celtic Players come out With training tops With Brown 8 on the back For Scott Brown's Final home game The St Johnson players Out lined up Waiting on him Coming out the tunnel So we'll get underway shortly I'll recap the starting 11 Celtic Vasilius Barkas And goal Back for John Joe Kenny Chris Iyer Stephen Welsh And Adam Montgomery Now with Scott Brown And David Turnbull With the three of James Forrest Ryan Christie And Mo Ilanusi Odson Edward Up top for Celtic for St Johnson, those six changes for this one. Bobby Slamal in goal, a back five of Callum Booth, Sean Rooney, Jason Kerr, Jamie McCart and James Brown. And then up with Craig Bryson and Charlie Gilmore with Glenn Middleton and Craig Conway supporting Chris Kane up top. Uh, so just moments away from kick-off at Celtic Park, Scott Brown, as Alison says, leading the team out. Commemorative Scott Brown tracksuit tops. Uh, I guess they'll become collector's items in the coming days after his Celtic career comes to an end. And uh, he just looks like it's going to be business as usual. St Johnson, the visitor. So, of course, I've had a. Have they got short sleeves, those tops? They actually don't. I know. I've seen that made, that <laughs> yeah. point made today. Probably Everything, hates wearing yeah. tracksuit tops, yeah, but there we go. Everybody knows it doesn't matter the weather, the conditions. He always wears a short sleeve, Scott Brown, and no underarm or anything like that. Arguably the closest we've come to a Rangers opener, Andy. Yeah, but me and Jim are actually just talking that Yanis Hadji playing his, his preferred 10 role. He's, he's sort of struggled to get into the game the first sort of 27, 28 minutes, but. Finally finds himself a little pocket of space Alfredo Morelos lays him one off and, and he puts on his 
you say weaker left <laughs> yeah, foot he had strong with both yeah. feet but yeah. straight away his first thought is to have a pop and it, it, it looked at first of all as if it was going to at least trouble the keeper but just swells by the post but it's, it's the only really Rangers first opening in the game yeah a special presentation going on now in the pitch at Celtic Park before the game outgoing chief executive Peter Lowell handing over a gift to outgoing captain Scott Brown and we've known this Jim we've known mm. this for four weeks now but just seeing that image and seeing mm. Peter Lowell handing it over it, it's just a reminder of how much change is, is yeah. going to go on at Celtic this summer yeah I think and then he'll just walk around a revolving door and then Scott Brown can give it to Peter Lowell you know the same the same sort of accolade um, you know so yeah I mean it's, it's, it's you know changing times and sometimes football clubs need that you know they come to that peak and then it's they've got, there's got to be a dip somewhere along the line Unfortunately for Celtic's case that, that happened this year And uh, you know they, they have to regroup And we, we mentioned earlier on It looks as if Eddie Howe Has been finally um, Rubber stamped as a manager It's just a case of Getting him in the door As quickly as possible And um, you know Reassessing everything and, and moving the club In a different direction But as far as Scott Brown's concerned Yeah when you see those type of You know um, Awards getting given um, and, and tributes um, Then it, it kind of hits home and, and it will hit home And, and Celtic will As I've said before Will definitely miss his influence Um on and off the pitch Yeah a final Celtic Park Huddle team talk Done And the game is underway I wonder how many of them He's had to do I wonder If he's ever Lost for what to say Because it's um, It must be Like I say You've racked up a fair number of them But he was Given that a good bit And we are now underway At Celtic Park Young Adam Montgomery um, Looks like he is playing Left back Left back mm-hmm. Tonight Um Easy for him Not like he's got big boots to fill uh, As an academy left back Coming through yeah. at Celtic Should yeah, be alright well, Can't that, think of anyone Yeah that's the thing I mean that, that And you'll always be You know We're looking at people Look at Tierney And obviously and what, what he's How he played And what he's done I mean he's, he's probably One of the very few Arsenal Shannon likes this season um, But uh, you know Yeah It's good for the young boy To get in And these are opportunities To, to give some younger players Some, some experience And uh you know that that's a, that that'll be invaluable for him, but again, it'll be difficult for all the players just now. A uh, bit of news actually coming out of Celtic before we went on. You'll remember a few weeks ago there was a, a bit of a debate on here. Celtic announced they were opening the voting for their Player of the Year award, and we had various tweets in saying shouldn't go ahead. It's been a rubbish season, um, but by and large, a lot of fans phoning in and saying, "Well, you still got to have a, a Player of the Year regardless." Mm-hmm. Um, Celtic's Player of the Year is David Turnbull. He also won the Young Player of the Year as well So a double for David Turnbull Player of the Year And Young Player of the Year And Christopher Iyer got the The Players Player Award Did any of that surprise either of you? No No, no surprise at all I think he's he's the he's the one player That's that's had pass marks most weeks Whenever he's been He's been drafted into the team I think he's always been a threat When he's played Whether it's Scoring a goal Or, or creating an assist for his teammates So yeah, I don't see any complaints there. I think he's been the real standout any time he's played for Celtic. Yeah, I mean, uh, David Turnbull, without a doubt, has been Celtic's um, shining light. And, uh, you know, again, a player still young, uh, as, as, you, as you mentioned there, one of the young players. So I don't think anybody could really dispute his uh, award as thoroughly deserved. And from Christopher Ayer's point of view, I, th- I think it's a difficult one on Ayer because he has done so well over the last two or three seasons and he's played with so many different partners this year, different goalkeepers. Um, you know, the, the team has been all over the place at times and I think it's maybe been a wee bit unfair criticism of him. But his standard has dropped a bit, but I still think he's, yeah, he's probably the next best player. Mm. And the players have appreciated him and I think Clearly, that tells yeah. you, uh, you know, what they what they see in the player, they obviously look at his commitment on the pitch and, in, and around the training mm. uh, ground as well. Uh, John's a Celtic fan. John... I'll just throw that one on you Any complaint from you David Turnbull Celtic's own player of the year And Christopher Iyer Got the players player vote Is that how 
you saw that one ending up? I, I think that's that's quite fair. I, I as Jim says, his form over the past two seasons has been maybe better this season, but he's still done well, know what I mean? But uh, obviously, like, congratulations last night, Jim, and winning, uh, by the way. Thank you. Well said. Uh, but uh, I, I think, in Jim and Andy, obviously, as a professional footballers, I think, would you call it, over the next few seasons, that's when Celtic will see them, how Scott, what Scott Brown will be missed. But see, see the thing we're talking about. Ayer, I know maybe they're talking about him going, but to me, that's the kind of guy that could fill Scott Brown's books in that position. That's where he came to Celtic as a midfielder to start with. But I'm on actually just I'm just putting that across. But my po- point is, with paying tribute to Scott Brown, I think he's been the best captain since Billy McNeil. And as I say, he must, one of the most, the most decorated footballers in, in the Scottish football history. But it's the next few seasons, I think that's when we'll see how much Scott Brown will be missed. And I, as one of the callers pointed out earlier on, I still think they're another season in Scott Brown, even if he only played a limited amount of games. I think Celtic have missed a trick there. Yeah, I mean, uh, John makes some good points. I think everybody appreciates what he's gave to Celtic on the pitch, but you can't underestimate what he's done off the pitch as well. You know, he's been the captain of the the club for a long time like John said the, the second most successful captain of, of Celtic's uh, history so I think what he brings uh, off the pitch in terms of standards every single day in training I think is massive especially when we're talking about young boys like Montgomery coming through and making and d- his there's debut a lot, today. D- and Does a lot go into that role that, that we perhaps won't see from the outside and I know you've not been in the Celtic dressing room but a similar size club in Rangers being the captain of a club of that size in this city does that carry a lot that we maybe won't see from the outside yeah for sure for a number of reasons number one when new signings come in try to help them settle as quickly as possible number two if people aren't pulling their weight every single day I'm pretty sure Scott Brown will be the first one to to tell them otherwise but but John's right I think we'll see how Celtic replace him over the next couple of years you know a a lot of people feel they've got a natural replacement and sorrow in there but I fully expect if Eddie Howe's the next Celtic manager it'll be an area of the the pitch that he'll look to strengthen yeah, I mean, I, I just think that uh, we, we undervalue sometimes club captains and team captains, particularly club captains. As Andy said, been a difficult one this year because in, you know normally you, you would you know you can get players in, you can go for team, uh, you know little team nights out, have a have a dinner, get a bit of chat, get to know everybody. But because that's not been possible, I think that some of the new signings it's been difficult for them, like a Yeti, like Barkas, mm-hmm. Shane Duffy, all these kind of guys because it's. They can't integrate off the pitch and get to know everybody's personalities. Somebody like Scott Brown would would have definitely made sure that that was the case. And I know from speaking to people at Celtic, he he was always the one that went to the new players and made sure they felt welcome, but also made sure they knew what you know playing for Celtic was about. And I think that again that that's invaluable. And but they still have players at Celtic that know that, as I mentioned, McGregor and Forrest, etc. But. Um, he is a strong leader. I, I know. I mean, and that that's that that as I said, is, is is something nowadays that it's a different way that you approach players now. But Scott Brown um, definitely was somebody that uh, you know, as I said, gave Evan to Celtic and, and deserves, as I said, all the plaudits he's going to get over the next few weeks. Mikison makes it two 0 to Dundee United. Dundee United two Motherwell nil. Remember the home side have missed a penalty as well. Um, I'm going to try and word this in a way, Jim, which doesn't make it sound like. I am criticising Scott Brown's influence because that, that that definitely is not my intention. I wonder if going forward, because John's point is you'll you, you'll miss him when he's gone, mm. type of thing. Is there another outcome here though where Celtic get to a place where they've got a number of leaders and they've got a team that just functions in a different way, and then whoever is the captain, even if he's missing, it doesn't become a massive deal. It doesn't become this big thing where you say. Oh, he's he's the only leader we've got, and you know I can't believe the captain's missing, and people debate it. 
You know, until they're blue in the face, because there are other big teams yeah. who who don't 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 have it that way, and the, the armband gets sort of passed around, and no one really makes a, a big deal about it. Yeah, sometimes, but you you do need strong character, so it's a, a different type of leadership qualities. But I think that um, you know you mentioned there that you know Celtic play a different style. The one thing that Scott Brown certainly in the last six seven years, Celtic had a defined style because he was the he was a centre mid, he was a hold midfielder, so you had to play a certain way. When he didn't play for a spell, some Celtic fans thought they played a bit quicker mm-hmm. and a little bit more, uh, you know, there are more creativity about their team. So, yeah, it depends on who you're looking at. But you still need strong characters. That's it. If you look at Aberdeen just now, they've signed Declan Gallagher, who was captain of Motherwell. They've signed Scott Brown, who was captain of Celtic. You know, the, they've also got guys like Andy Considine. So they're, they're, he, he's looking at Stephen Glass, a young manager, looking at trying to get experienced leaders into his team. Uh, so I think that the more strong characters you have, the better. I mean, Andy will tell you that. There's a number of hearts. I mean, I know Andy's not a shrinking violet. I'm sure Liam Boyce isn't. Stephen Naismith, Craig Gordon, you know, Craig Calcutt. Yeah. I mean, these are all big characters. Yeah, for sure. And, and listen, the first sort of name you've seen mentioned since the, the Eddie Howe rumours has been Steve Cook, who mm. was, who was mm. Burnt, uh, Bournemouth's Bournemouth. captain for the last number of years and, and, uh, and certainly their leader. So... There's no doubt that if Eddie Howe's a man to, to come in, he'll have a look at that. But listen, Gordon, it's, it's time for people to start, stand up to the plate. Scott Brown's been the captain for a number of years. They feel as if they've potentially got a natural mm. success there on Callum McGregor, who I'm sure is pretty vocal in there. But it's time for other players to stand up and be counted for. Well, thank you, John. 0141-951-1025-38 gone at the Tony Macaroni. The Andy Halliday Derby, one version of it, Livingston <laughs> against Rangers. Still goalless, anything else? Yeah, doing? I, mean, I mean, Livingston have done really, uh, yeah, Livingston <laughs> have done really well to, to restrict Rangers to just really shots outside the box. And what they do have is, although they're camped in the, the half of the majority of the game, they've got a real outlet in, in Germanuel yeah. Thomas up there. And when it does go up, it seems to stick to them and it can make things happen. But, you know, in terms of chances over the, the, the way for both teams, it's not really been much. I think Josh Millen get get slipped in behind and, and was forced down to a tight angle and it forced into uh, John McLaughlin into a fairly routine save out with that I just think it's been Ryan Kent and Yanis Hadji having, having pot shots more than anything Yeah, Scott Pittman was it went into the book Jack yeah, Simpson Pittman, was already yeah, in Yeah, and, and Alfredo Morelos yeah. So yeah, I mean I, I thought Morelos was a bit unlucky I have to say that. I think the player just ran across him and uh, he was chasing back and it was just two two bodies coming together. I don't I certainly don't think it was a booking, but unfortunately, maybe we say before, maybe Morelos' reputation gets him one or two bookings, and I think that might have been the case tonight. Uh, yeah, just approaching the ten minute mark now between Celtic and St Johnston. No real goal scoring chances to tell you about. Nothing really of not remember St Johnston have been forced into a couple of changes tonight. I think there may well be more details about their ongoing kind of isolation period. You'll remember that affected the, the cup game at the weekend. Um, Jim Duffy, I've noticed on the show earlier this week, St. Johnson appeared to have become everyone's kind of favourite second mm-hmm. team. Um, yeah. Probably because, they, you know, they, they keep themselves to themselves up there. Mm-hmm. There are no preconceptions. And now all of a sudden they're doing very well and there's a lot to like about them. Mm-hmm. And um, you wouldn't be surprised even that despite all the changes, if they were to make life Difficult for Celtic tonight Yeah I mean it used to get an old saying Used to be called The housewife's choice When it was a grand national And somebody would say Oh I like that one Or this one But you know In St Johnson Or certainly You know the, the, the popular underdogs At this moment in time and I think because of what Callum Davis has achieved uh, You know where Everyone knows The limited budget They don't have a huge fan base But what they ha- and also they had a sticky start but uh, you know their consistency levels and their performance levels have been absolutely terrific and the, the, you know the, their shape their organisation different class penalty to Rangers Yanis Hadji's been brought down in the box by Max Stryek the Livingston goalkeeper um, so we'll keep you up to speed on that once if uh, he tucks it away so he'll be the yeah, Tavernier's on isn't he is it going to be 
That'd be your shout, Andy Halliday. He missed yeah. the last one, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he, he's missed a couple in mm-hmm. his in his um in his Rangers career, but I think they tried to to find a number of replacements after he missed a couple, and no one really stood up to the plate and and, uh, and managed to put them away. Mm-hmm. But one thing I'll say about James Tavernier, he's took a lot of pressure penalties as well and put them away. So. Uh, if, if, if you're fancying anyone in the Rangers team to stick away the penalty it's him hey, we'll get another look at it it was a lovely flick mm. from Kamar Roof keeper comes out yeah yeah. I mean, I mean, the, ball, the ball's away this is going to be an interesting yeah, one one you... of these uh, ones we've had over recent weeks the players actually got to the ball and then the goalkeepers come into him but I think we're seeing more and more of these yeah. given his penalties uh, Gordon even, even though you know the, the ball's past the post Yeah, James Tavernier makes no mistake Slots mm-hmm. away the penalty To give Rangers the lead The living nil Rangers won yeah, The reason I ask the question Andy It's not about me saying that's not a penalty But you can see that debate coming now yeah. we've, we've had a few of them Yanis Hadji gets the ball He And it's not even like he, he nicks it round strike He just sort of pokes it away yeah. The ball goes away And then then the keeper hits him Is that that's still a penalty? Yeah I mean it, it, When I initially seen it I actually thought He, he was sort of trying to knock in Alfredo Morelos' mm. path to, to tap it in But there's, there's, there's certainly A fair amount of, of contact there But Gordon I've said it so many times Modern day football It's You know when there's contact In the in the box It seems a lot of time It's going to be a penalty But it, it, there certainly was Quite a lot of contact in the. I think Andy the they're, they're almost judging it Like outfield If, if you're a midfielder And you play the pass away Even if it gets your teammate But somebody clatters into you A, a second yeah. or so later Mm-hmm. The referee will give a yeah. will give a free kick, and yeah. that's similar to what's happened with with Yanis Hadji here. It's a great penalty. Max Dreyek goes the right way. He's full stretch, but he can't quite get it, and it goes into the bottom corner. So James Tavernier making no mistake yet another goal for him in the week that he was added to the PFA Scotland Player of the Year shortlist. And um, just a couple of minutes left of the half, Livy nil, Rangers one. We'll get you the halftime story from Livingston next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's half-time between Livingston and Rangers It's also going to be half-time Dundee United Motherwell Where Dundee United have a two-goal lead Celtic St Johnson is 17 minutes in And three big games still to come at 7.45 Hopefully you kept up with all that The kickoff times are all over the place But we do have a half-time report from the Tony Macaroni Arena Andrew McLean's going to tell us about that one. Yeah, it's Livingston at nil. Rangers won the half-time score here. James Tavernier's 19th goal of the season has them ahead as they look to continue that unbeaten league campaign. They did dominate the early stages but couldn't create any good chances. Most of their luck coming from balls over the top but they were unable to really come up with anything to test Max Stryak. Then there was a couple of shaky defensive moments from Rangers that came through Jack Simpson. He was turned inside out by J. Emmanuel Thomas who then played the ball through to Josh Mullen. He was at an angle and his shot saved by John McLaughlin. Not long after that, Emmanuel Thomas turned Simpson. He pulled Emmanuel Thomas's shirt to stop him from going through. A free kick was given. Mullen hitting that one over the bar. Rangers started to get back in the ball. Yanis Hadji firing a shot from distance wide. At the other end, John Guthrie got a shot away from a Josh Mullen free kick, but McLaughlin saved that one comfortably. Joe Aribo also heading wide from a James Tavernier cross at the other end. Then late in the half, it was a nice move from Rangers to get into the box. Kamar Roof with a flick ball round the corner to play in. Yanis Hadji was one-on-one with Max Stryek. Knocked the ball past the Livingston goalkeeper who then took him down. Don Robertson pointed to the spot and James Tavernier slotted it away in the bottom corner to make it 1-0 to Rangers. Steven Gerrard's men with the advantage at the break. The half-time score at the Tony Macaroni Arena is Livingston nil. Rangers 1. Just the 19 goals from right back for James <laughs> Tavernier this season. Yeah, just in it. Oh. I mean, it's he's scored a lot of goals since yeah. he's since he's signed, especially for a fullback. But I think his returns this year, not only he's in double digits for goals, he's in double digits for assists, assists and he's been part yeah. of 
uh, a, a defence that have been almost faultless mm-hmm. this year. So for me, certainly the front runner for the player of the year. Yeah, imagine getting twenty goals. I mean, that that used to be the target for the top strikers. Get a twenty yeah. goal plus season. You just think, oh, that that's an amazing target for a fullback. It's incredible. Ah, but he had, seven, he had seventeen of them by December thirteenth. <laughs> why yeah. why has why he taken no his why is he taking his foot off the gas? <laughs> Yeah, but the, the thing, well, he obviously he would be in twenties and he missed a couple of penalties, but uh, you know, and maybe have not had so many free kicks in the right area. But you know, listen, his overall performances, you know, as, as Andy said, not just his goals, his assist, uh, that dynamic, you know, athletic fullback. You know, the the one he scored against St Johnson actually, although Rangers eventually lost the uh, in, in the dying seconds um, the equaliser. But to find himself in the middle of a six-yard box with a header, almost like coming in from the back post there, you think, what is he doing in there? But he's got such freedom to play uh, mm. the way Rangers have been playing this year that it's been, uh, he's been a joy to watch. Yeah, he was on both shortlists for Player of the Year, the Football Writers and the, the PFA one. It was largely the same. Tavernier, McGregor, Davis on both. The Football Writers went for Goldson. The PFA, the, the players went for Ryan Kent. R- remind me how this works. So you, do you get to vote on that? No, 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 no the, the, you get to vote in your own yeah, division. Right, it's just your own division. Uh, isn't it? Any manager from any any division, but the, players, right, the players, the players from your own division. Okay, division specific. Who would you go for then? Out of those four, M- mine's was Golson. You know, I, I think. Are so you surprised he doesn't even make the? Yeah, I, I just again, as I said before, uh, as a as a defender, I think that the, the concentration levels. I can't remember him making an obvious mistake that led to a goal, and I think that when, if you take all the amount of games that Rangers played in Europe. And and um, you know uh, and and domestically, then I think that uh, his consistency mm. levels are, are are absolutely extraordinary this season. I don't mean to worry you, but that means you're on the same wavelength as Gordon DL. So we'll just move on <laughs> without comment on that one. Uh, Craig is a Rangers fan. What have you made of the first half, Craig? What what jumped out at you? How you doing, gents? Um, ah, listen, it's um, what you would expect for a end of season sort of. As good as dead rubber game, basically. Um, obviously, we're going for the unbeaten thing to get the hundred points. That's important, but in the grand scheme of things, it, it's just a sort of um, end of season kind of fixture, isn't it? Um, I think we've played okay. I think we deserve the lead um, at, at half time, um, and you know, I'm not sure that, that Livingston will have many complaints over the penalty because I mean, the keeper does quite clearly um, make quite a bit of contact so for me it is a penalty kick um, but the sort of <clears throat> the reason I was phoning actually was uh, was Jack Simpson um, obviously he picked up a booking there in the first half um, he's the only player in that Rangers squad that when whenever he comes on the park or whenever he starts but it's not been many appearances I just don't feel comfortable watching him when he, whenever he's on and in that defence it's like there's a mistake in there um, you know he made the mistake that they got St Johnston the late equaliser at McDermott Park in the league a couple of weeks ago. Um, it just seems to be clumsy at times, um, and I'm I'm not sure about him. I kind of worry that maybe he could become sort of our Shane Duffy, um, and that's that's the last thing we want. Obviously, uh, I know he's got a long way to go, and hopefully over the summer that you know he'll be able to. Um, get more ingratiated with, with what's going on You, you uh, Sorry to interrupt Craig A couple of things Celtic have taken the lead David Turnbull And it's an interesting one It's an indirect free kick in the box We don't see many of them uh, And he's smashed at home So we'll, we'll talk about that in a second Craig You will I'm sure you would expect Your fellow Rangers fans to say Maybe a bit harsh Maybe a bit early You've, You know You've already got, got worries about Jack Simpson Is it perhaps a bit of a snap judgement? 
Well, I, I know somebody would say that, but then uh, my, my concern is he's playing games just now whereby there isn't any re- real great deal of pressure. You know, he, he's making appearances at a time where, um, you know, the, the league's won. Um, obviously, we're now at the both cups, so you know, that any kind of real pressure on his shoulders is gone, and he's still making mistakes. Um, that's the worry. You know, how many more mistakes is he going to make if there's even more pressure on him when a, a new season starts and, you know, you're in that cycle all over again where, you know, every three points you get is is vital to, to retaining the title. And of course, we've still got a couple of, you know, you've got Nico Katic who will be coming back. Um, I certainly wouldn't be starting Simpson ahead of him. I wouldn't start him ahead of Leon Balligan either, for that matter. Um, but it's the worry that those players get injured again or whatever and he has to start. I just don't have confidence in him because if you're making right. mistakes and you're looking uncomfortable with no pressure Jake, sorry, sorry to interrupt Right because we've got a lot To get through in What should be like mm-hmm. 10 seconds Because we're late for the news But just Callum go and tell the news team They'll need to wait <laughs> First of all Quickly Because Celtic have scored a second By the way um, What do you make of Craig's point He's a bit concerned By what he's seeing From Jack Simpson so far no, Fair de- or too early He's definitely harsh I mean as, as he mentioned there There isn't any mistakes So sometimes you are A little bit more relaxed And you're maybe not Quite concentrating As much as you would have to In a in a game that matters But he's also He's only played a couple of games He's got to get time Again I, I, I don't know If he'll play much next year Because I said Rangers Have got so many options At centre back But uh, nevertheless mm. I think just for having A couple of games And making the odd mistake Here in the air Yeah he stuck a leg up Against St Johnson Gave away a penalty But you know He said one or two Little moments, but you know you've got to give people time. You can't you can't make a, a judgment call on a couple of games, as as Craig already said. When when the job's already done, you know, so that the edges may be off all of the players, including him. I mean, to be fair to Craig, I suppose in, in isolation, Andy, it, it hasn't been a blistering start. I think everyone would acknowledge that. It's just about whether you're willing to to wait a little bit before you make the, the judgment. I mean, if you're judging off his his very limited appearances at Rangers, he's not maybe looked as convincing as, as as other players round about him but you look at the face value I think even with the current squad he still looks as if he's potentially fourth choice centre half mm-hmm. I think Philip Hollander obviously Conor Goldson and, and, uh, and Balogun well. well, Balogun's well, you know. fit it seems as if yeah. they're playing ahead of him but I mean St Johnson was his first game for a long long time and I do feel as if he was inconvincing since then I don't think he's set the world alight but mm-hmm. I mean if you're playing three games in a season you didn't need time I told you these kick-off times were a nightmare for us, right? Celtic 2, St Johnson 0. The first one is deemed to be a, bas- a pass-back. So is it, was it Sean Rooney? Um, no, I think it was I think it was James Robson. P- passed, passed the ball back. There was another defender who sort of left it. Zlamal picked it up. Referee said that it was a pass-back. Indirect free-kick, edge of the box. Knocked to Turnbull. He smashes it into the bottom corner. Firstly, very quickly, would St- do you think it was a deliberate... No, I think he's passing it back Pass. to his defender. But the bottom line is, the goalkeeper shouldn't take the risk there. The goalkeeper yeah. should just kick up the pitch. You, you don't take that risk. He's been playing long enough to know that. Andy, I know he's yeah, your teammate, it's Bobby's not, Lamar. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's not a deliberate pass back. No, James Brown. I think he just tries to do a little set to to uh, Sean Rooney. Eventually, it sort of bounces off his ankle and loops over. And, and yeah, listen, you're right. You probably shouldn't take the risk, and and you should let. Um, I'm not sure who it was. Just maybe nod it back or, or chest it back. But I think the they feel themselves mm-hmm. as if it's not a deliberate pass but he chooses to claim it but right so it was, and it was a good was. finish from Turnbull he can't argue with that yeah, but, but I don't I, he's, he's just been overshadowed in the space oh. of 30 seconds mm-hmm. how good was that goal Very. from Watson Edward and <laughs> assist from Scott Brown by the way 
I mean, listen, if there's any controversy over the, the first goal, I don't think there's any doubts about the quality of the second. Scott Brown plays a lovely uh, a lovely ball over the top and Odson Edwards first touch with it outside his foot, nutmeg Sean Rooney, <laughs> and then with Bobby's Lamal coming out to spread himself, he just dinks it over yeah. the top and it was a, a goal of real, real quality. Jim, this will probably feed into that wider discussion. Have Celtic mm-hmm. fans seen it enough from uh, Odson uh, Edwards this season? But how good was that as a moment of individual brilliance? Absolutely, absolute class and finesse, composure, imagination, everything you want in a top class player. Um, you know, his movement, he peels on a diagonal. It's a fantastic ball from Scott Brown. You have to see that perfect weight over the defender's head. But then as the defender's coming back, just a little shuffle with outside his foot, nutmegs him, and as Andy says, just dinks the goalkeeper quality. So Rangers one up at Livingston at half time, Dundee United two up against Motherwell at half time, and Celtic two, St Johnston nil, 28 gone. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Your chance to beat the pundit is up next, 01419511025. You have to call before the news begins, so be quick. Tackle the headlines, 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the second hour of tonight's show Andy Halliday and Jim Delphi are here It's a football feast on this Wednesday night We've got a few games that are just getting the second halves underway Livy nil, Rangers 1, James Tavernier's penalty Dundee United still 2-0 up on Motherwell as we start the second half there We're approaching the end of the first half for Celtic St Johnson A David Turnbull goal and a bit of a wonder goal from Odson Edward Making it 2 to Celtic and now really is the time for you relegation-threatened fans to get in touch. Hamilton Aki's fans, there are 40 minutes to go before kick-off in Dingwall. How are you feeling? Are the nerves setting in? Are you confident that you will pull off the great escape yet again? Let us know. We'll give you team news and look ahead to those ones after we play this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Okay, beat the pundit time. Andy and Jim both standing by. Andy is top of the pundit's table for this year and Jim is bottom. So you've got you've got oh. your choice, Mark and Paisley. Who would you rather the coin lands on? Is that a daft question? Yeah, we'll go for Andy. Oh, he wants to take on the man at the top. I like that. Mm. Don't mind that at all. Mark, see the good thing about this is and I've, I think I've used this analogy before You know that way if you're in a karaoke bar And you're mm-hmm. going to go up to sing You want to follow somebody that's rotten You don't want to follow somebody that's brilliant Last night's contestant got a zero So surely oh, you can't God. you can't do as badly as that Surely No, surely not right, Definitely uh, not Good well, I'll remind you of that in one minute's time Heads it will be Jim Duffy you take on tails It's Andy Halliday And his heads it's Duffy Against Mark and Paisley So I'm going to give Jim some Clyde 2 to listen to it uh, which means he can't steal your answers, Mark. 30 seconds on the clock. Answer as many right as you can, and if you don't know, just pass quickly, okay? No worries. Good no. man, 30 seconds, and your time starts now. <sighs> Who's the only club Davy Weir has managed? Pass. Who did Hamilton beat to get promotion via the playoffs in 2014? Oh, Mark's cut out He genuinely has Yeah I could hear that He's gone This has never happened On Beat the Pundit before This is the beauty of live radio Has he bottled it? Has he bottled it? Or what are we going to do? Producer Callum Are you going to call him back? Are you sure? You might need to give Mark his chance If his line's genuinely cut off The beauty of live radio Jim Duffy This has never happened before Mark's gone I don't know if he bottled it Or if his phone line just cut out I thought you were going to say He's got a full house Or something like that You know so 
That's what I was thinking there. By the way, he's not answering his phone. He's bottled it. Yeah. I, this is he's, he's gone. His backside is gone. <laughs> Mark is genuinely, I think, hung up. We need to get a second name for this guy. We need to expose him to the nation. I can't believe it. I'm witnessing. Is this the first time this ever happened? Never happened before. Because if you get a new contestant, they probably heard <laughs> the first couple. Exactly. Just, I'm going to need to move just, on just, to the next one. Andy, you'll know the answers anyway. Ah, right, Duncan <laughs> and Air. How are you? How's it going? This is unexpected, Duncan. Be honest. Did you hear those mm-hmm. first two questions? I don't. Uh, yeah. I, don't I didn't get in the Hamilton one, but I knew it was real. Oh, don't say the answer. Right. What we're going to do? Right. Hold on. Let's see. I should. How many did I get through? Two. So I've got eight. I've got eight questions left. I think. Seven, eight. Right. And if, yeah, three. I don't think we'll get more than eight in. So I think we'll be okay. Right. Take two. Brilliant, Jim Duffy. Okay. Back you go. What were you listening to? Is it something uh, it was good? Sultans of Swing by Great. Dire Street. Well, you enjoy that. I'll send you back there. <laughs> Duncan, 30 seconds on the clock. You're head to head with Jim. Are you ready to go? All right. Please don't hang up, Duncan. See, even if you're having I'm a nightmare, not... front up. Ready? Right. right. 30 seconds. Your time starts now. Who was the permanent Hearts manager immediately before Robbie Nielsen? Ian Gatterall. How many right. Scottish teams has Florian Camberry played for? Three. Which English club was Kenny Miller with between Celtic and his first Rangers spell? Derby County. Who is the current Dundee manager? Dundee. Uh, oh, I don't know. What, what country was the last World Cup held in? Oh, God, I don't remember. Graham um, Dorans and Ziggy Gordon both play for teams in which country? Graham Dorans and Ziggy Australia. Gordon. Okay. Let's bring Jim Duffy back Jim can you hear us? Yes Duncan at least hung around Until the mm. end he, He's, he's still right. here So that, that's about all I can tell you At this right. moment in time You ready? Yep Who was the permanent Hearts manager Immediately before Robbie Nielsen? Uh, Craig Levine How many Scottish teams Has Flo Camberry played for? Three Which English club Was Kenny Miller with Between Celtic And his first Rangers spell? Um, Wolves Who's the current Dundee manager? What country was the last World Cup held in? Oh, France Graham Dorans and Ziggy Gordon Both play for teams in which country? Uh, Poland Name a current SPFL team that Jim Layton played with Other than Aberdeen Hibs Okay, okay Duncan, how do you think that went? Oh, thank you, Jimmy See if I get the first two questions that I'd already listened to <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's find out Who was the permanent Hearts manager Immediately before Robbie Nielsen Andy Halliday Stendo. It was Daniel oh, Stendo. Remember him? Yeah. We barely knew him. No, mm. he was here and gone. How many Scottish teams has Flo Camberry played for? It is three Rangers, Hibs, and Aberdeen. You both got it. Between Celtic and his first Rangers spell, Kenny Miller was with Derby County. Mm. Duncan got that right. Mm. He goes two one in front. However, James McPeak is the mm. Dundee manager, so Jim Duffy equalises. The last World Cup was held in Andy. I don't know Russia. Ah, it's so yeah, Russia, Russia, twenty eighteen. Uh, Graham Dorans and Ziggy Gordon play in Australia right. Which means it's 3-2 to Duncan mm-hmm. But Jim Duffy equalised Because he knew that Jim Layton played for Hibs Or who, what the other one have been? Um, other than You've got a connection to them both the Hibs and Dundee Yes, yeah. Hibs and Dundee So I think we've got ourselves a 3-all, don't we? Which means we're on to the tiebreaker Duncan, I will ask the mm-hmm. question I will get Jim Duffy to write his answer down And I'll then invite you to give me your attempt, okay? Yeah, what is Good man, the question is this How many goals have Scotland scored Since Stevie Clark took charge of the national team? Jim, if you could write your answer down In all, um, all games Yeah, how many, goals, how many goals have Scotland scored Since Steve Clark took charge of the national team? Write it down please Not having time to count them up Let's see, show me your bit of paper 
Okay, Duncan, what would you go for? 15 15 Jim's gone 27 Andy, you're shaking your head what? Surely that's too high What, 27? Aye I, I think so too, Andy I think that's way too high I can tell you Jim Duffy has got it on the nose no, It is 27 no Duncan it breaks my heart I don't like to He's doing He's doing the Is that the Bruni celebration? No it's a Duffy celebration game? I'm a lot um, older than him I had it before him Did you score many in your time? Uh, not 27 right, that's for sure But there we go I can't believe it Duncan He's got it on the nose 27 <sighs> What can I say Hard lines Thanks for stepping up to the plate anyway Good man, that was Duncan in air Listen, you've got to take that Do- wow. Doing what Stevie Clark does Winning on penalties essentially I'm good at arithmetic That's that what was brilliant well, There's no way I'd have won that tiebreaker That's for sure Bang on Super Yeah, but you would have won the tiebreakers What right. was the first yeah, two again? Daniel Stendhal Daniel Stendhal no, the first, the, 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 before Matt Davey Hamilton You'd says. have got Davey Weir Sheffield and Sheffield went the United United uh, and who did Hamilton beat to get promotion via the playoffs Hibs. in 2014 Hibs Hibs and penalties man. I followed it on Twitter in a hotel lobby as they mm. would call it in San Francisco I was at the first leg though mm. and it was magnificent it was, it was one occasion nothing, I think Hibs was the first leg wasn't it yeah and Jason Cummings it was when he kind of burst onto the scene and mm. there was a memorable Terry Butcher interview was a after the game and all the rest of it mm-hmm. So there we go By the way That was decent I yeah, enjoyed decent, that decent. Yep, That was good That was very good Well done That And do you know what I think Four years In the hot seat Or The hot standing position As it is in this studio We've never had A caller <laughs> Bottle it On Beat the Pundit Yeah And he's definitely Bottled it as well Callum tried to phone him back I've yeah, obviously intimidated him Andy He's obviously yep. That's it I mean, what, what we, He did say he wanted me <laughs> What we did have once And once only Was Someone swore During Beat the Pundit oh. And that was a nightmare Right That was when Because I, I thought that Was that a pundit? <laughs> well <laughs> You'd be surprised That they haven't But You know It's one of the Only parts mm-hmm. of the show That without boring you With the logistical details It's just not ideal Right mm-hmm. so, and, uh, and it happened one time So I thought I had seen it all But now we go Someone has bottled it Mark and Paisley If you're listening Come on Come on Mark What was, how, what was his answers For the first two Wrong I take it uh, yeah, passed them both. Yeah. Oh, he's maybe he's just fact, I think he just went pass, and then when he heard the second question, I'm off. Boom, maybe he's a bit nervous. Some people get a bit nervous on the phone. It's not. Ah, it's, come on. It's like, what, it's some like, people it's, do. It's like we say when people think they can do better. Phone up. But last night's contestant got a zero, and he he fronted up. He took it in the chin. He let us laugh at him for the second time, and off he went. But there we go. Right. Oh one four one nine five one. 1025 Have we missed anything? Livy nil Rangers one fifty five gone. No, not so much. It's um, just pretty much continuing on for the first half. Rangers dominating possession, but but Livingston sort of keeping it tight and, and forcing them to do nothing but shots outside the area. Uh, Motherwell have got one back. Chris Long twisting and turning on the left side, rifles the ball beyond the keeper, ten yards out. Um, game on. They are not a great deal to play for, but Dundee United started very well, and it's now two one to them. So Motherwell pulling one back. Um, Jim, we are approaching half time. Celtic St Johnson, so we'll get the. We'll get the story from Alison in the not too distant future. Let's uh, let's bring in Gary first. Then Gary's a Celtic fan and Bishop Briggs. What's on your mind, Gary? Hi, good evening, gents. Hello, okay. uh, My point is not so much John Kennedy's team selection, his squad selection. No, okay. he's got the young boy Montgomery at left back. He's got Greg Taylor at left back on the bench, and he's also got Laxdale on the bench. What is the point? Having three left backs in a meaningless game, surely he must have threw another youngster on the bench and uh, kept Laxo off it because mm. we all know Laxo's going to be 
Right, a couple of things Gary uh, Let me quickly tell you that Ryan Kent has scored To make it Living Hill Rangers 2 It was a ball over Alfredo Morelos um, Squares it across And Ryan Kent with the, the simple finish Tavernier to Kent He gave it to Morelos He gave him it back And uh, he sticks it away So 2-0 to Rangers What about Gary's point regarding Having two left backs in the bench And playing Adam Montgomery Would you make of that Jim? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit surprising, and as we've mentioned, I think Gary's like one or two other uh, Celtic fans that think that you know why don't give one or two more youngsters an opportunity on the bench. Um, listen, we don't know for some sort of contractual obligation. Sometimes that you know players on loan might have these things agreed with the club, um, and that that could be the case. But um, as far as yeah, having having three left backs, if you want to call it that, yeah, is maybe a bit unnecessary at this stage of the season, but. Obviously John Kennedy mm. But maybe just wants to say Look I'm giving the young boy a chance You're not out of the squad And just trying to keep senior players You know uh, Positive mm. and, and, and involved Gary have you managed to see any of the game tonight? No I haven't No no that's no. fine I was just wondering Because Just wondering if you wanted to If you knew what, what Adam Montgomery had offered so far um, I think he's been getting a bit of praise Been quite direct from What we can see Andy um, Congratulatory slap in the back of the head yep. Affectionate from <laughs> Stephen McManus And others on the way off I guess that's all these guys can do Is take their chance when given Yeah and what he's done defensively as well he, He's coped with really well I, I thought it was interesting that St Johnson you know, decided to, to pair uh, Grant, uh, Glenn Middleton sorry, up front with Christopher Kane And what I will say is Glenn Middleton's finding himself as being a natural winger Drifting out to that side And, and trying to have a real go at Montgomery But he's, he's stood up to the test really well And you know, listen, he's, he's got the opportunity to make his debut And he's done himself no harm in the first mm. half Is this a <laughs> What's it, your thought process Gary? You know, some Celtic fans are on here saying, "Just get loads of get get all the youngsters in the team, or have a real look at people." And there's not a lot to play for. It looks like John Kennedy's gone for a, a bit of a balance, trying to get Adam Montgomery, but but no one else really. No other fringe players in. Can you can you learn anything in these last couple of games? Yeah, well, what you know, you know what Blackpool doesn't give you much because the last Celtic Rangers game we get hooked at half time. Yeah. So I I think you should really. Uh, be giving a youngster a chance to get in and about the first team squad and this is I'm not saying it's a meaningless game it's certainly not important yeah what do you make of that yeah I mean listen this is, Gary's got, got his, his thoughts on it and as I said I'm sure a number of fans of all, all, all a similar um, view you know and, and generally speaking at this stage of the season if there isn't you know a, a real points objective then you know invariably you do get two or three younger players thrown into the squad and given a little bit of game time um, but obviously John Kennedy's given in one mm-hmm. um, so he'll be delighted about it but you know, ultimately, as I said before, some, sometimes in clubs there are contractual obligations from loan players. Um, some of them you have to pay more if you're not involved in the, the game and things like that that supporters aren't aware of. And that might might be the case, I don't know, but but maybe part of the reason why Laxo's still in the squad. Uh, Gary, thank you. Let's get the halftime story from Celtic Park with Alison. Halftime at Celtic Park. It is Celtic 2, St Johnston nil. Two quick goals from Celtic season with that comfortable half-time lead. It was David Turnbull who opened the scoring in the 22nd minute. Celtic awarded an indirect free kick after a moment of madness from Bobby Slamal. Ryan Christie laid it off and Turnbull fired low under the wall for 1-0. It was just a minute later, Odson Edward doubled the lead. Scott Brown's ball found the Frenchman and after a nutmeg, he dinked the ball over Slamal and in it to the net. St Johnson did have a chance soon after as the ball was headed into Chris Kane's path, but his effort was 
was saved by Vasilius Barkas. Before the break, David Turnbull's effort went past the post. Mohamed Elanoussi had a shot just over and Ryan Christie was denied by Bobby Zlamal. So at half-time at Celtic Park, it is Celtic 2, St Johnson 0. Celtic fans, what have you made of that first half? And quickly, let's reflect on that second Rangers goal, Andy, because we didn't really have the time to do so. It was it was quite something. It was I a mean, surprise, was it not? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was. We, we spoke about Odds and Edwards' second goal for Celtic, and that was a real, real moment of quality. This one was more in the more in the mould of a team goal because James Tavenier, similar to Scott Brown, plays a lovely ball over the top in Ryan Kent's 10, 12 yards for the goal, and he decides to cut it back to Alfredo Morelos. And Alfredo Morelos decides to mm. cut it straight back to, to Ryan Kent for a tap in, so it was a great team goal. But listen, if it was Alfredo Morelos in Ryan Kent's <laughs> position, there's no doubt he's bringing that down and, and having a shot at goal, but it was a great team goal. 01419511025, a full time teaser, and teams from the relegation games coming up next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Jim Duffy are here. Livingston nil, Rangers 2 with 64 gone. Dundee United 2, Motherwell 1 into the second half there. And... Celtic 2 St Johnson nil at half time We've got three huge games to come in 20 minutes Aberdeen Hibbs in the battle for third Kelly St Mirren at the bottom And Ross County Hamilton at the bottom as well So I'm going to give you team news And we'll build up to them very soon indeed Let me quickly give you tonight's question though On the teaser And it's been sent in by Stephen McNeil Which just means that if you don't like the question Or the answers are wrong You blame Stephen, you don't blame me So Stephen has pointed out that Moussa Dembele was the last Frenchman to play for Celtic or Rangers. Can you name 12 before him who've played in the English Premier League and either side of the old firm? So can you name 12 Frenchmen prior to Moussa Dembele, who I don't think he's played in the English Premier League anyway, but can you name 12 French players to have played in the English Premier League and either side of the old firm English Prem and old firm I'm going to start with a one that's really outside the box I'll decide if it's outside Bonicel. the box yes well done Jerome Bonicel. well done well done um, Boom Song Boom Song that's yep. the one I was going to say Newcastle wasn't it um, Rothen he's not on the list that doesn't necessarily mean that Stephen's not had one but no he's, he's not he's not on the list hasn't played for for any English team What was the first one you said Andy? Bonicel Jerome Oliver Bernard Do you remember his no. English team Bonicel? Um, no. Just out of curiosity Fulham? It was Fulham Well done like, oh, He knows his stuff this guy Oliver Bernard Oliver Bernard He's on there as well He's not on there? He is on there yeah. Alright sorry Oh, should have seen the way Halliday looked at me. I thought he was going to jump <laughs> yeah, across the desk. Nah, you got, you got a Forgets the season's finished. Needs um, to calm down. Um, Honestly, so riled up. Right, okay, that's fine. We'll leave it there uh, and we will get back to it. Um, right, let's take a look at some of these games tonight. Massive, massive games at the bottom. Hamilton Ackies could be relegated tonight if things don't go their way. Let me remind you of how it looks at the bottom. Hamilton are bottom on 30 points, Kelly in 11th on 32, and Ross County in 10th on 33. So if Ross County were to beat Hamilton tonight, and Kilmarnock were to beat St Mirren, Hamilton would be relegated. Let's get a preview in the teams ahead of that one with our reporter up there who's Liam Ross. 
Another relegation battle here in the Highlands as Hamilton visit Dingwall. The Ackies could be condemned to the Championship tonight depending on results at Rugby Park. However, if Hamilton win, then it'll go to the final game of the season. Brian Rice will be hoping his team can repeat his side's 2-1 win against St Mirren almost two weeks ago. Likewise, County also recorded a win last time out, a 2-0 victory against Dundee United. So, the lineups are as follows. For Ross County, Laidlaw, Naismith, Donaldson, Yakoviti, Helde, Gardine, Vigo, Spittle, Kelly, Tilson, and up front it's Jordan White. Subs, Hilton, Draper, Shaw, Watson, Charles Cook, Lakin, Patton, and Andreu. For the visitors in goals, Gourley, McCann, Easton, Hamilton, Martin, Hodson, Mimno, Callahan, Odufan, Mayo, and Anderson. On the bench, Scully, Sterling, Smith, Trafford, Stanger, Monroe, Thomas, Redfern, and Smith. Right, this keeps happening. I want to talk about these games, but Levy have just missed the sitter of all sitters. We'll maybe talk about it later. Of the but, season. But yeah, one of the worst you'll see. Um, so just watch out for that one. Right, how big? How big is Ross County Hamilton? Yeah, absolutely huge. Obviously, I mean, if Hamilton won, they go level in points. So it's a massive match. I mean, Ross County could, you know, be okay with a draw in the sense of, um, you know, keeping that. Um, points gap the same into the last game of season and also Hamilton play command the last game of season so it benefits them so I will have to go for it you know the, the Brian Rice has already said that you know he's, he's going to be positive he's going to try and take the game there so I think it'll be an open game tonight I really do I think there'll be a few goals in it tonight I, I know it's, they're not normally high scoring games with Hamilton but I think tonight there'll be a couple of goals in that game Let's hear from Brian Rice He's down to nerves sometimes he's down to individual feelings you know uh, but you know, you're a football player, you've got to handle these things. You know, cup finals, it's the same thing. You know, it's how you handle it on the day. As long as you prepare properly, you know your job, uh, and you give it everything you've got, you'll be okay. You've got to, if you, if you, if you dread it and you fear it, if you're about making a mistake or things like that, then you've got a wee bit of a problem. If you look forward to it, uh, dream about it, dream about scoring the winning goal, dream about making a big save, Scoring a penalty, whatever it may be, visualise you're doing well in the game. It helps you, definitely helps you. So, as, as long as it's positive thoughts, just positive thoughts, and that's been my message all along. Just be positive. Everything positive about it. He sounds positive, Andy Halliday. How do you see tonight playing out? Well, listen, as you know, I have changed my opinion on who will go down <laughs> over the last five or six weeks. But I, I really do fancy Hamilton to get a result tonight. If you actually look at it, they've got more points away from home than they have at home. Mm-hmm. And likewise, Ross County have actually got more points away from home than they have at home. And I just think, I mean, Hamilton have done it time and time again. Whenever the, the odds seem stacked against them, you fancy them to go down. They always seem to pull out their best performances. So I fancy them to, to, to win at Ross County tonight. And uh, But I think Kelly can do herself a huge favour by getting the three points at home to St Mirren. I mean... I want, is, is it a cliche to say well Hamilton do this all the time um, uh, so therefore that somehow benefits them some of these players might not have might not have been there before or or does that does that mentality manage to sort of seep throughout the club and you, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean I think, can you benefit having from having done it previously yeah I think you do I think there are players there you say the players change there's a lot of you know some number of young players but I think you do get that kind of siege mentality that, that kind of people keep mentioning it like like us in the programme like the media and you know Andy saying yeah, this is a surprise you that Hamilton get it so that, that filters into the players mindset um, you know so, and, and, and I think they start to believe in it they think you know listen we're Hamilton this is what this is what happens to us this is part of, of what we are as a club even if they're relatively new to the experience uh, and I think that uh, you know Brian Rice again 
I really like what what um, you know Hamilton have done, giving him the new contract. Regardless, you know yep. a lot of, a lot of clubs would have waited to see what happened, but they like the way he's he's developing young players and uh, that the club is going and and they've they've uh, committed to giving them that, which I think is great, and I think that helps as well because the players again know this is a gaffer, this is a guy that's going to be with us next year, no matter what. Let's see if we can spring another surprise. I think it does help, Andy. If you say if you're Ross County, for instance, do you? Dread the fact that you're up against the, the survival specialists. Listen, I think Ross County would have realised for a number of weeks now they're in a they're in a relegation battle and it's came at the point and it's down to two games and and they've got the points advantage but they're coming up against a team that have have got a similar golden mind uh, golden mind sorry so it, listen it's going to be a good game like I said at the start of the show I wish this one was one of the ones that was kicking off at six, six o'clock yeah. so we don't miss the the first mm. fifteen twenty minutes but I just give Hamilton the edge I think they'll do it. And this is where the split is to be celebrated, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Not only tonight, yeah, it might be, oh. it might be over tonight for Hamilton, but even the playoff place, it might still all go to the wire at the weekend. Kelly um, playing, no, sorry, Ross County playing Hamilton tonight, mm-hmm. and then them going head to head at the weekend. It's the split is not perfect, but it throws up some brilliant end of season games. Yeah, it's almost like a handicap system, isn't it? And you know the the, the you know the the, the 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 way it's worked out that they're still fighting for third and fourth place. There's only two games to go with Hibs and, and Aberdeen. There are three teams fighting for the relegation. Um, yeah, so I mean, as far as the splits concerned, it's worked a, a treat uh, in in terms of developing drama. Um, you know, an excitement not not for the clubs involved, of course, but certainly um, you know for the, for those ones we've mentioned there. I think maybe I'm not saying this is never the case, but. Often There'll be a team down there Where once it gets to About this stage You think that They've got nothing left I don't see anything from them They're destined to be relegated mm-hmm. there's, there's usually one But all three of them Have shown signs At different yep. times Obviously inconsistency And that's why they're down there But Hamilton are Hamilton They'll produce results Every now and then Kilmarnock have got Kyle Lafferty And they've They, ha- they had looked like They'd turned a corner and Ross County have produced some big results as well. That that's what makes it even more exciting for us, doesn't it? Because it's yeah. it's a bit more unpredictable than usual. Yeah, I mean, and you mentioned one of the key things I was going to say. I sort of thought Kelly were going down that route. Yep. Kyle Lafferty came into the building because they had nobody that was scoring them any meaningful goals. They were conceding goals at at will, left, right, and centre, mm-hmm. and then he's just rejuvenated the place and, and, and scored big goals in big moments. Albeit a, quite a few of his goals have been in the cup as well. But you're right in saying that all three of the teams have showed flashes. No, none of them are in a, a drastic and terrible run where they've lost five six on the trot. So uh, it's all up for grabs. But tonight, it certainly could potentially be a defining moment. Yeah, I mean that Kilmarnock team tonight: Rogers in goal, a back four of Millen, Broadfoot, Ibsen, Rossi, and Waters. Power, Dicker, those kind of holding midfielders: Pinnock, Burke, and Kilty, and then that man Kyle Lafferty up front for them. Jim, I mean he has he's got them into this position. They they could have been gone yeah. by now. He then had that injury, came back against Motherwell. It didn't quite go to plan. How important is he? Yeah, they probably maybe pitched him in a little bit earlier than they would have liked to have done. But he's so instrumental and so so important to them that, that you know they've, they've thought right, okay, I mean he's he's probably been an ideal world. You would like to give him just another another week or so, but. Um, you know, listen. He he. I think he will make the difference to them. You know, and I think he he has even already put them in a position where they can at least compete for it. Um, you know, staying and and regardless if they finish, and I mean, obviously I don't think they'll finish bottom. But if they finish second bottom, I think having him in the team will be good enough to to maintain their their, their Premier League status. Yeah, and in Saint Mirren, just quickly the team there as well. Sometimes you're looking at do the opposition have anything to play for, and would they be tempted to take their foot off the gas? I know there was a. 
A debate about rotating teams down in England last night But you know, Jim Goodwin still picking a strong team Jack Anik in goal uh, McCarthy, Doyle Hayes, Flynn Obika, Dermis, Finlayson McGrath playing Fraser, Erwin and Henderson So most of the, the heavy hitters if you like mm-hmm. For St Mirren Would you And this is my my uh, seamless transition to the <laughs> next talking point Wraith Rovers against Dundee yep. In the Championship Well it's the Premiership playoff tonight Andy you know About both of them Who, Who's better Who's your tip To come up I mean Dundee finished second Yep It's a good question It's a good question um, I, I'll say Dundee Will go through Over the two legs I think Ray for the better Football inside But I think You know you can almost Look at this as a sort of Two cup finals And it's a one off uh, uh, I say a one off game But a two off game And and who do I think Will be more solid Because ultimately I think that's what it's going to come down to. I think Ray for a really good football inside, but when it's time to dig out results, I think Dundee can do that better. So I'll say Dundee will go mm. through it the two. Um Jim, I mean the, the so called big players, the ones with the reputation would, would be Dundee players, but Ray mm. have really they've played some great stuff in the mm. championship this season. Well, absolutely brilliant. I mean, obviously getting up last year a bit of controversy, obviously only a point ahead of Falk at the time when the leagues were decided. Um, but I, I think you know they've been a, a revelation. I have to be honest with you. I thought um, even with John being there and an experienced manager, I thought they'll be happy with, with mid table and, and 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 you know just um, you know making sure they stayed in the championship. But to compete as well as they have done again, they had a little dip and then they found their form again. Um, they've got goals in their team. Um, they've got real belief in their team. So yeah, I don't think you could write them off. But I think tonight, uh, I, I think the game's first game's at Dens, isn't it? So I think I think it's no, it's, I think it's Wraith. Is that Wraith tonight? Sorry, yeah, yeah. Is it Wraith? Yeah. So I I think as I said, it's one of those ones where they've got to get their noses in front, um, you know, and, and give themselves an opportunity, um, you know, for for the second second leg. I think if Dundee nick it mm-hmm. tonight, they'll have too much in the tank at home. And would you back either Ross County, Hamilton, or Kelly to to be either of them, or does the team that wins the the playoff come up? Do you think? I think it could be a good game And I mean ultimately It's whoever turns up on the day I, Like I said I think Rafe are a really good football inside I look back at When we played them at Tencastle They beat us 3-2 And it's probably the one game This season where I could say nah, Listen they deserve to win But then We went to Rafe twice Thinking it's going to be Away from home A harder game They're used to the plastic pitch And you beat them 4-0 twice So it's whatever team Turns up on the day I think the you know, Whoever's in the, the Second bottom spot In the SPL Will be favourites But it's whoever turns up yeah, I mean, I, I obviously I've not seen as much of, of, of the championship players, um, you know, at Dundee, but I just think with Charlie Adam and, and, and Cummins there, you know, they definitely have goals in their team. They've got quality in, in, in key areas. But I think if Kilmarnock finish second, I just think the experience they've got and having a fit Kyle Lafferty could be the difference. Uh, right, Livy nil, Rangers 2, 78 gone, um, 52 gone, Celtic 2, St Johnston. Nil, good save from Bobby's Lamal. Ryan Christie was looking to make it three. Still two one to Dundee United. Seventy seven on the clock there. Jake Hasty looking to equalise. Good save though um, by doing. Um, so all happening and like we said, still huge games to come in the next five minutes or so. Aberdeen Hibs, which we'll look at in a second. Kelly St Mirren and Ross County Hamilton. So Stephen McNeil sent your question in tonight. He wants you to name. 13, uh, 12, sorry, 12 French players to have played in the English Premier League and either side of the old firm. Stefan Mahe? Mm, no, he's not on the list anymore. Magic Pagera? Nope. Ali Adier? 
Yes Well done Hugh Keevan's favourite player Because he just likes mm-hmm. Pronouncing his, his name yeah. I don't think he's played In the Premier League But Jam No, no. Um, Dartsville Yes Now here's the thing right Some of these are This is where it gets A bit confusing And I'm glad We don't have Talked geography With Gordon DL He hates the geography questions Some of these Maybe represented French Territories It's not necessarily Mainland France I think The Dartsville have caps For for French Guyana For instance I think there's a couple Like that So you might need to think Outside the, the box Or outside the borders As and the Danny. case may be No uh, he no, didn't play in no. Who, who was the The other French boy That played for Celtic Striker was at Arsenal was That was Ali Adia Oh is that, is that Ali Adia Yeah right, that's Ali Adia. Um, Did you see Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> did you say who did I say, Gordon? There's a high profile. <laughs> he was a high profile player that played for Rangers, but didn't manage to really have an impact at Rangers. He's kind of famous one for that because his pedigree and his the, the some of the the levels that he got mm. to. Oh, you've got me there. Kind of late. No, you you'll know this guy. Late late nineties was when. Was, um, late 90s. Oh, uh, Basil Bowie. No, 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 no. Late nineties. Was Bowie not with him? No. Late 90s I mean he played in I think he, I think he played in the World Cup final He won it mm. For France In 98 How do I not know this? Your your pals will slaughter you for this Probably Oh Stefan Givas There we go Stefan Givas yeah. Right I'll give you some thinking time I was at his first game St John's now Because this is tough And you've got a lot of Look at him trying to redeem himself By giving me the detail On what colour of boots he was wearing Aye. And <laughs> what he had for a half time pie Right Anyway we've got a few to get I'll give you thinking time We'll get them next Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Okay, just getting underway in those massive games at the bottom Killy St Mirren and Ross County Hamilton The battle for third as well Aberdeen up against Hibs Definitely looking forward to that one There's three points in it at the moment So really Aberdeen uh, need to do something there uh, Rangers have added a third Andy Halliday They're 3-0 up at Livingston Yeah, Joe Aribo set Cedric Itton uh, down the line And he, he managed to cut, cut it back to the penalty spot And there's Yanis Hadji arriving for that number 10 area And, and strokes it into the bottom corner and we didn't quite get the chance. Have we seen miss of the season from Livingston? That's miss of the season for me. <laughs> Think so. Listen, no, to sort of paint a picture, just think uh, Patrick Roberts in the semi final against Rangers is a bit worse because he's actually centre of the goal. There's no pace yeah. on the ball, he's just got to pass it. Yeah, it's also it's an artificial pitch, there's no bobble, <laughs> yeah. no nothing. And he manages to hit the outside of the post, incredible miss. And that was at 2 0, wasn't it? Yeah, that was yeah, at 2 0, yeah. yeah. You never know. A um, couple of other things you might want to keep an eye on. Kieran Tierney and Billy Gilmore on the same pitch like the sound of that I mean nothing's going to compare to the drama we've got up here tonight so I wouldn't waste your time watching that wee league down the road but if you feel the need to dig out the highlights later on that'll be one to keep an eye on from a Scotland perspective good to see Billy Gilmore getting some more game time which I'm sure will lead to further debate in the next coming weeks how are you two faring on this teaser can you name 12 French players who've played in the English Premier League and for either side of the old firm You're doing well Ali Adier Bernard Bonicel Boomsong Darcheville Guy Varsh A uh, couple more for Rangers Gregory Vigneault Yep And Fabrice Fernandez. <sighs> he's pulling out yeah, all the stops yeah, here Jim Duffy I'm just surprised He's not getting the Celtic ones I'm oh, no, His mean. knowledge there is lacking You're only looking <laughs> You're looking for three more Celtic I think I might Four have more one. Celtic yeah. sorry Henri Camara No No He played for Senegal didn't he mm. His international yeah, football I, so. said I know I know I know Um and the Celtic mm. ones are all 
pretty tough. I mean, one again, yeah, goes, goes down mm. as French. I think he had caps for um, a French territory, but a, a very he was a very prominent Celtic player under Martin O'Neill and played for Aston Villa in the English Premier League um, a few times. Martin O'Neill and Aston Villa. <laughs> I got yes. Did he a got? Did he a got? Mm. Well done. So you've got three more Celtic ones uh, to get. Is there any more? French territory. Um, uh, Mark Antoine Fortuny. Yes, well Fortuny, done. Yeah. Good show. Okay, You're testing well me here. All right, two more to get. Both Celtic. Um, let's bring in John and Paisley. See what his point is. Hi, John. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello. Probably Hello. obviously near the end of the season. Mister mm-hmm. Halliday. Yes. Good evening. Good evening, Andy. How how are you feeling? Right. When Rangers are going to pick up this trophy. Tell me how you feel Because you're a supporter right Yep Plus also take credit You were part of the rebuilding For two years So you're in debt But how do you feel uh, just, This is going to happen I, I, I'm absolutely delighted For, for obviously a, a club that's uh, Meant a lot to me For my existence uh, I've obviously got a lot of good friends there Ex-teammates Had a great relationship with the staff And a lot of people behind the scenes So yeah I've said that on a couple of occasions Just absolutely delighted for them to to sort of break the the ten year duck and, and and get number fifty five, so yeah, I can't really elaborate any more than that. John, do you remember when I think it was Josh Windass accidentally wiped out Pedro Cachinha on the touchline? Do you remember that? No, I don't he remember. That. Remember Andy yeah, yeah, slipped remember, in him because yeah. Andy Andy told me that's what he's going to do to Stephen Gerrard next season, John. And you've not to fall for it at the break. He was telling <laughs> me he's going to he's going he's going to smash folk at Ibrooks next season. Stephen Gerrard, Andy, how are you going to feel? How are you going to feel, Andy, when you come back to Ibrox? No, no, I mean, how are you going to feel? Told you, it's going to boot, boot people. I mean, listen, it'll be, a, it'll be a great occasion for myself. I, I said that one of my only really disappointments was leaving was I never got the chance to say goodbye to a lot of uh, my teammates, staff members, people that were brilliant brilliant with me for five years and obviously to say a, a sort of thank you and a farewell to the fans. So it'll be an occasion, but obviously being a, a professional and, and doing a job for my, my current employer's heart, so I'll be looking forward to the occasion and... Time upset the party for a day, shall I say? Happy enough with this 3 0 win tonight, John. I'm happy as glory. Andy, what I'll say is thanks very much for the start of the building program for the years that you gave us your service. No, I mean, yeah, I was giving war battery and, and, and Julie Bidia as a lot as you took to you know, you took to the club there a mile and just say, you know, I mean, you're not coming back to win, so forget that. Just come back <laughs> and just at the sideline. No, I mean, don't go in the park because you know I mean, you're just, you know I mean, the boys are just. Kenny will just tear you up for paper. No, I mean, <laughs> he started so well, John. He started so well. I think oh, he's, in with the singing. He's, he's teared a lot of players up. So, uh, and there we are, Scott Brown. Off he goes. He gives the captain's armband to James Forrest. I mean, this Never. this should be the moment, Jim. Mm, the stadium yeah. should be erupting yeah, yeah. here. And um, again, I, I I wonder will we see him at the weekend. I, I, I yeah, don't know. I, I don't know how to be honest with you because of the presentation tonight and the way it's all went. I mean, I know it's because it is a home game, but yeah, no, but I think there's obviously a lot, a lot is pre-planned and, and he's and obviously and he's doing the, the big game. high fives and all they're, that and yeah, they're looking and as if they're winning the game. And, and, and although no fans there, I think for him as a person to finish at Celtic Park to to perhaps I mean win the game, setting up the the, the second goal. All these things might be a fitting way in. I suppose also he doesn't have to risk any any injuries or picking up anything in the last game of the season um, when he's already committed to joining Aberdeen. Yeah, whether it is just the Celtic Park factor, mm-hmm. that, that looked like a conclusion there, but yeah, it might just be because bit. it was at Celtic Park. Saying that, he's going somewhere he knows well in Easter Road mm-hmm. at the weekend, but 
We'll wait and see And young mm-hmm. Adam Montgomery His debut's come to an end Andy Can he be pleased with what he did? Yeah he done extremely well We mentioned in the first half And he had to do defensively He coped with well And certainly showed more of an attacking threat In the first half But St Johnson's sort of main meaningful chance Of the second half Sort of broke down the left hand side Glenn Middle had a shot and goal And he actually cleared it off the line It was going mm-hmm. wide But he certainly didn't know that So yeah he, he recovered extremely well uh, There Scott Brown Taking his spot in the stand Motherwell have equalised at Tanadice um, In stoppage time Liam Kelly's free kick from the halfway line Makes it into the box Lamy flicks it on And Devante Cole with the goal there So I know that one had a bit of a A dead uh, rubber feel to it But Devante Cole? Uh, no, Chris, Chris Long, Long. Chris first Long. One. Chris Long. Um, So still a good one mm-hmm. Four goal thriller there between the two sides mm-hmm. With not a great deal to play for And it's a share of the spoils Between myself and producer Callum So there we go We can't argue too much uh, No animosity in the nah, studio Exactly Never um, what, Jim Duffy You're pointing at something yeah. No I think that uh, Celtic had a great chance to score We'll talk about misses you, you see this one here The ball lands at Elanoussi Edward oh. should score But then Elanoussi actually oh. he, He's got the whole goal to hit And he just I don't know if he hits Edward Who's lying on the floor Or Zamal saves it Or I think Rooney actually gets a, a great block To be fair But mm. To me, I think he's just too casual there. I think he's got to be more ruthless. Both of them. I think both uh, Edward and Elanoussi should be sticking out in the back of the net. Full time at Livingston. Here's Andrew McLean. Livingston nil, Rangers 3. The full time score at the Tony Macaroni Arena. Rangers running out comfortable winners in their penultimate game of the season. There wasn't too many chances in the first half. Rangers forced uh, to try balls over the top and shots from distance. Couldn't really test Max Stryak. J. Emmanuel Thomas did cause the Rangers defence a couple of issues. He set up a chance for Josh Mullen, who was denied on the angle by John McLaughlin. Then late in the half, it was a nice move that led to a Rangers goal. It was Kamar Roof who flicked the ball into the path of Yanis Hadji. He knocked the ball past Max Stryak and was then brought down by the Livingston goalkeeper Don Robertson pointed to the spot James Tavernier making no mistake and converting well it was a really nice move that then led to their second goal as well James Tavernier's deep cross found Ryan Kent in the centre of the box he then squared the ball to Alfredo Morelos who with his first touch gave it straight back to Ryan Kent and he found the back of the net for his 10th league goal of the season Livingston almost hit back instantly Scott Pittman's volley from the edge of the box came off the bar before John McLaughlin punched it clear then Jays Cabria then missed an absolute sitter for the home side James Tavernier got a touch away from goal from a Livingston cross it fell perfectly for KBR who had the goal at his mercy but he somehow hit the outside of the post and Rangers named just six players on the bench tonight did use up their full quota of five substitutes which paid off in the end Cedric Hitton was played down the left he got his head up cut the ball into the centre of the box and there was Yanis Hadji to finish off the scoring the Ibrook side now just 90 minutes away from completing a full league season unbeaten fans outside the stadium setting off some fireworks as well the full time score at the Tony Macaroni Arena Livingston nil, Rangers 3 a job relatively easily done Andy And as Andrew says That's now one more game One to go for this Unbeaten league season Yeah exactly And that's been their main priority Since obviously St Johnson Put them out the cup A couple of weeks ago And, and it, it'll be an absolute Remarkable achievement If they manage to do it And they've only got one game To do it against uh, Aberdeen at home Cedric Eaton's moving a bit gingerly He's been getting some treatment um, I'm not, not not linking it to the pitch I know people generally Sometimes jump to that conclusion It might not be that But the guy, you guys were talking earlier on About footwear And getting it right For artificial surfaces And so on And Andy you told us Not necessarily uh, An AstroTurf related But you told us A good footwear related story That I just want you to share With yeah. the audience Because I quite like it yeah, well, um, obviously when we, we qualified to the Europa League group stage after beating Ufa, the first game was uh, Villarreal away. This and, is uh, Rangers you're talking about. This is at Rangers, yeah. <laughs> and um, obviously you travel down, you know the team a couple of days before, so I know I'm starting in the game. It's a big occasion, Rangers first game back in 
you know, European major competition. So all looking forward to it. And I'm obviously it's a night game. You're, I'm in the hotel room. You're getting ready to go down for a nap and prepare properly for the game. And I get a phone call for, for Jimmy Bell, and I think this is no good because Jimmy Bell never <laughs> phones you. So uh, I'm just settling down for my nap. So I go to answer. I said, like, "What's up, Jimmy?" He's like, uh, "Have you packed your boots?" And I was like, "Aye." <laughs> He's like, they're not here. I said, I, oh honestly, to, to say where my heart was, you'd get shit off here. I think it all I had to actually get my, my agent who was coming over to watch the game. I had to, I had to get him to go to a sportswear shop in, in uh, the middle of Villarreal somewhere to get me a pair of boots and deliver it to the hotel just before before the game. And I hate wearing new so boots. You had to wear brand new boots brand just new plucked from a sports shop. It was about didn't tw- even try tw- them on. 28, 29 degrees. The pitch was actually pretty dry. Did oh, they fit? But but listen, I was just happy to get a pair of boots because turning up to a stadium with no boots for your mm. first European game, that, I don't think that would have went down well with the manager. I'd have loved it if he turned up <laughs> with something horrendous, something that didn't fit. Or even, yeah. can you imagine green and white striped yeah. boots, Sandy yeah. Haldy running out or something? Honestly, yeah. the, the mind boggles. Um, right? Did you I, play all right? I, actually, that I played pretty well. So I, did I you keep good, them in? Were they you know, a good omen from there on? I'm thinking. I don't think I did. I don't even think I wore them again. To be honest, I'm I'm I, don't, I couldn't even tell if they were real. But uh, <laughs> listen, they, they managed to do the job. Kyle Lafferty has scored for Kilmarnock mm. and they are one mm-hmm. up. On St Mirren Over to you Ross mm. County Hamilton Right we're almost out of time It's still Celtic mm. 2 St Johnson 0 Motherwell have Snatched a point I think Against Dundee United Not quite finished yet Two more on this teaser Two more And I'll tell you The former Celtic players Frenchmen Who played in the English Premier League Tyron No Wolves You will never You won't remember this guy That you won't was it yeah. a Molly Collum yes, or something? Yes, yes. Willie Collum, did you just say? Like Molly Collum or something. I can't remember his name. Stephen, Will, Stephen Willie Collum, we'll call him. Yeah. Mayo Collum. Mayo yeah, Collum. Yep. I've never got that. Mayo and Colo. the last one again, one of these sort of forgotten figures. Had an unbelievable career. Guemo? Nah, played nah, for yeah. UV, Auxerre, Birmingham, Wigan, had a great career. Came to Celtic and played twice. Yeah. Olivier Capo. Never no, again. Nah, no, alright no. Thank you It's been a big night of football already And it promises to be An even bigger end to the night So make sure you join us At 6 tomorrow With Gordon DL And Mark Wilson To look back on it all There's going to be Some amount of talking points You won't want to miss it Callum Gallagher He's up next